1: 1420 sports bar podcast show 251 on november the 17th 2022 dave i hope my voice can last the entire show tonight it sounds a little bit better than it did on monday night i'm still not a batting a thousand yet not a, a hundred percent but uh we'll struggle through a little bit more than we did on uh on monday it's, it's uh found some just before the show had a beer and everything else i think we'll, we'll make it through tonight
2: did you drink some pickle juice I hear that's a, a thing that the broadcasters do to, to,
1: I, I did inhale some pickle juice. Actually, that's an old, uh, an old hangover remedy too. Cause I, uh, I got a little bit cocky last night. I was feeling a lot better. So me and the, uh, the better half, we went for a couple of beers over at Brown's and, and uh, not, didn't get, it wasn't New Year's Eve by any means, but I, I felt like absolute hell this morning and I, it wasn't good. So uh Really toned her down. Had had some pickle juice. I, it spruced me right up and did did uh, did my belly up work and everything else for the the day. So I'm uh, rip rare in the go. So belly juice or a uh, pickle juice did help quite a bit actually, which is odd, but it did.
2: Well, it's good that you do take my advice on some things. And we got to take care of that voice of yours, man. You got the face for radio, and it'd be yeah. a shame if you lost that. I got,
1: I got the face for radio and a voice <laughs> that's like a foghorn, like fog fucking leghorn. <laughs> anyways right now
2: boy i said boy
1: yeah the uh i put a twitter poll up today thursday night football actually a pretty good decent game so far not great game decent game like i said uh 53 percent of the people responded 160 people responded to the uh the the poll that the green bay Packers are going to win tonight people are saying that's a must win game for the pack um you know, in a seventeen-game season, are all must wins. But uh, how much do you, do you, how much weight do you put in that these these uh, these games right now are must wins when you're uh, like a four and six record?
2: Um, they better they better figure it out because uh, that NFC East, um, with their easy schedule, they're kind of running away with it. The NFC, the, the NFC South, like like just i i'm guessing tampa wins that and then obviously minnesota and then you got the whole nfc east which is has a better record than uh than green bay and everybody else so it, it's it is it is getting must win uh territory for green bay but they're playing an the
1: afc team so they're gonna lose because the nfc sucks uh, they're not doing themselves any favor. It's 14-9 to nine in the third quarter now, so there's who knows with the Packers. And remember the days, David, it's not that long ago when uh, the Packers, even this even Brett Favre, and then even with Aaron Rodgers, the Packers were automatic at home. Um, the, it was automatic. And it, there was no if ands, or buts, maybe one loss a year kind of deal. They go years without a loss at home. Um, why do you think that's changed so much more, uh, not just with the Packers, but teams in general that – the uh, the old home court, home field, home ice, home whatever you want to call it, isn't really the biggest thing in, in sport anymore. Like compared to what it used to be.
2: I think in football, it still matters. Probably football and basketball, it matters more than anything else. Um, baseball and and hockey, I don't even know if there is a difference anymore. The better team on that night usually wins. Um, but but football, like even from what I read with the odds makers home field is worth three points because it is harder to play on the offensive side of the ball. Like the, the communicating with the silent count and these guys are pros and they sure know how to do it, but it is sure it is also a lot easier when you're barking singles and, and guys can hear you as opposed yeah. to, to, to hand motions and, and, and foot stomps. So I, I do think it still matters, but not as much, but probably because there's just so many shitty teams. There's no parity in the league anymore. You got your good teams and your, and your shit teams. And the shit team, whether they're playing at home or on the road, there's still a shit team.
1: Being the Bills moved their game to uh, Detroit earlier on today because they're supposed to get between three and six feet. Not inches, Feet of snow a uh that is unheard of and there was one guy i can't remember his name plays for the the the, the buffalo bills he's only five foot seven so he wouldn't <laughs> have, he, he, he wouldn't have fared too well in the, in the six foot uh, uh piles of snow i that is unprecedented six like you see it every year they get these huge amounts of snow out there i mean like we, we live in canada and we, we i like it, that's unheard of in our, in our part of the world and to, to talk with six feet of snow in a in a forty eight hour base, I, I couldn't imagine.
2: Now there can be, and and you know down where we live, we do get our good dumps, and then the wind blows, and you you can have six to ten foot drifts of snow, which is different. But having six feet of snow, like where do you put all that shit? Like how do you how do you move that much snow just from your walk? I belly ache when it's six inches, and if it was six feet, I don't know, like. I I I hope the city figures it out because they it, it's coming and they know it's coming. But mercy, like six feet, you're not going to see your car for months, right? Like, what do you do for your like? I don't know. I don't know. The logistics of that after after that kind of
1: because they're expecting snowball? they said thunder snow like they're going like like thunder like not thunder showers but thunder snow so there's gonna be, there's gonna be lightning thunder and snow.
2: And and snowing so heavy, they, they like seven inches an hour of snow. Like it 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 might happen. Like that blows me away. I can't even comprehend that. And you know, we bitch about the the wind here in Southern Alberta, and and it's windy and it gets super windy some days, but we don't get feet of
1: snow. In What's a, in a funny day. is is on sun Saturday or Sunday, whenever this hits, they're gonna have Julio Escobar beat reporter standing out in the snowstorm trying to, to <laughs> figure things out for whatever reason. They, why they put those guys in those storms is beyond me. Like I don't understand it ever, but it's just a funny thing.
2: Yeah, like I like I guess you gotta make your bones to in the in the weather business, but uh I'll do it from the safe confines and just point at the at the fronts moving in on the map.
1: The the NFL it's 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 not winding down but she's getting to the nitty gritty. There's some teams that are that are already out of the, out of the playoff race. There's some teams that are already thinking about next year. Uh, there's four coaches that are definitely on the hot seat right now. We've talked about it uh, at length, especially your guy Nathy uh, Hacks there, Nathaniel Hacks hacking in uh, in Denver. Then you got Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders and Lovey Smith of the Texans—four guys who uh, might not see halftime of their of their uh, their games on on Sunday. Uh, out of those four, Dave, which guy has the safest job? Which guy is probably looking for something to do on Monday morning?
2: Um, Lovey Smith is safe because he had to come in at the last minute. Like there was the whole Rooney rule thing and and there, there was the team's I can't remember. Not good. Yeah. And the team's bad. And they're 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 reeling from this Deshaun Watson thing. They should be good in the next couple of years because they had all those draft picks. Um and they fired that fucking wacko assistant to the GM or GM or whatever he was, Esther Haas, I think his name was. Um, so they they have nowhere to go but up. Like they've hit rock bottom. And Lavi Smith. I think is kind of doing him a favor. So I think Lovey Smith
1: is... I think Lovey will tell them what he's done.
2: Yeah, but, you know, he's probably... You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, and, I, and he wasn't a good coach the first round um, with uh, with Chicago. He underperformed. And and so, like, I don't expect a lot from him, even with a lot of talent. So you might as well let him coach shit for a year or two. Um, let him pat his pockets. So, so I don't think... I don't think Lovey Lovey deserves to go anywhere because it's a terrible team,
1: terrible, yeah. terrible team. One After seven one and one, and they got yeah. uh, who do they got this week? They got the Commodores. They got the Commodores this weekend, so that pro- that should be a, a shitty game, and the Commodores will win that game. But
2: it should yeah, like once again, the NFC East was like with a team with a, with another easy opponent. Go figure. Um, so, Lovey Smith is safe. I myself want one hack had gone um uh, McDaniels can coach the raiders as long as he's able to like i like he's obviously a tire fire there but i love seeing the raiders fail and they're failing quite bad and, and well that's
1: the thing with with uh with mcdaniels is that they're kind of they kind of have to let him coach because they're still paying for everybody else right yeah like they got a lot they got a lot of coaches they're paying for in the first place already so they they're kind of stuck with him it's it's not a good situation for the raiders at all uh uh like the, these two teams could play play to a draw on saturday on sunday sorry and because they're both not very good and uh, both coaches aren't very good and both teams are struggling immensely but if if the raiders can win a game here uh Jeez, you don't think that they they're having uh, Nathaniel Hackett? They're changing the, the door codes, of the locks on for his office. I'm thinking.
2: Oh yeah, like what well, Hackett? And, and let's say like, I'll, I'll like the, the season's done, so let's let him finish the year. Unless I see g- tremendous improvement, like going on a four game heater here at the end, beating the Chiefs at least one time, and like and, and doing it with. In the way that they should have been playing the whole year, then maybe we'll we'll have give him a short lease for next year. But but Hackett is, is is and and Russ and old Russ. Oh, excuse me. Um, you can't fire the quarterback. I understand that, but I'm sure disappointed in his play too. Um, Oakland, oh, so Oakland. The, the did it already? Player, yeah, I did it already. They got to think about just their organization and how bad it is, and like. Uh, mark davis um i hope was now noticing for the sake of his uh, his fan base that just making it through the game without shitting your pants isn't good enough anymore they have released outright released their last five number one pick first round draft picks if you keep missing like that then you're not gonna have a good team you can't. This is how you build a team that that can that can withstand a little bit of um, player moving movement, losing free agents. This is how you build your team. And I get it. They had bad luck with um, the drunk driver, and then the the they had a murderer too last year. When, well, there were some situations that
1: that came up yeah. last season for sure. Yeah.
2: So, you know, and that and that's luck, and then like the Gruden thing, that's that's luck. But I don't think Gruden's a good coach either. I think that that the game had passed him by as well. So they got some some structural issues to that's uh, the thing, they
1: like I'm glad you brought Gruden up because I, I thought he was a bit of an asshat when he was a coach and when he won that Super Bowl with uh, was a Tampa Bay. And then uh then he was on TV and he became this great coach because of what he was talking about on television, and then he had all these little snippets about Quarterbacks and and the like and what was going on. He had all this stuff, and he um the hype train that was behind Gruden was huge, and all of a sudden he became the most wanted coach in football by not coaching. Like it, it was odd to me that the way the way that all turned out, and it happens a lot in, in in sports franchises where. These guys beat well, Aaron Boone's another one of them. That Aaron Boone became because he's on uh ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. He become he became the new new manager of the Yankees. These guys on TV become these massive stars somehow. And they work themselves into positions in the sports world after their after their careers are done. And then they become coaches or managers or general managers from what they do on TV because earballs and eyeballs are on these guys so much. And it's like, well i think he's still got it yeah because he's on fucking tv like what does he know about about the 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 new the new athletes what does he know about analytics what does he know about nutrition blah on and on and on and how things are different now than than when they played or when they coached 20 years ago and these guys get these jobs because they're good tv analysts i i I don't understand it. it
2: neither do i um but that's, that's what happened with him. The uh, absence made the heart grow fonder. I thought he was an asshole when he was a coach. I thought he was an asshole when he was behind the mic on Monday Night Football. I, I, I don't like the guy. And maybe that's his Raider connection. He won that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay with a Tony Dungy team. He didn't assemble that team. They fired Tony Dungy, and he came in the next year and uh, caught lightning in a bottle. Like It was just... It was he walked into the right situation and he got it done and, and, and sure you can't take that away from him. But then four years later, Tampa showed him the door and said, thank you. Your services aren't needed here anymore. Never got a coaching job there. You're too and Then you're in the, in the booth for a couple of years. And then now, um, well, then Mark Davis is an idiot, right? He wanted to get the old gang back together again. And he, he believed the, the the potion that that gruden sold him and paid him way too much fucking money and i don't know what the outlaws in that contract was but gruden's doing okay
1: he's fine yeah it's, it's just odd to me these guys get these jobs after the fact and it's like well why you know and and then you look at other franchises like pittsburgh's only had three coaches in their entire history of, of their franchise right mm-hmm. and it's 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 odd and like why do you think that is like, I, like stability is a very important thing in any sports franchise i I get that uh but how do you just stick with a guy year in year out is that the smart thing to do can can the uh, inmates run the asylum a little bit too much in that situation or is it a, is is a, is a turnover an important thing like what's what's your thoughts on like i'm not saying get a new guy every two to three years but if you get a guy who's just there, because he's there like like the Scotty Bowmans of the world back in the, in the day, um, yes, he moved on to a lot of teams, but he ended up uh, um, getting too big for his own britches a few times, in my opinion. Uh, sometimes you just got to move on because your your mesh can, be, can become stale. Whereas, whereas Tomlin in in, in Pittsburgh, uh, and Pittsburgh's figured it out because they got, what, six Super Bowls over the years, which isn't, I mean, it's lots, but it's not a lot. But, um, <laughs> it's a, a lot like, it's a, it's a it's, lot but
2: i think it's 5
1: is it 5, it might, yeah, five it, or 6 But it doesn't much matter
2: but no yeah it, it doesn't matter um if it ain't broke don't fix it right and and stability is something that is just so important in sports that gets overlooked a lot you know um denver had stability for a while now they don't since pat boland died they don't have that stability i i don't know exactly where all the direction is coming from and and then you lose a bit of obviously when someone dies you're going to lose their influence and and calming influence over the entire franchise um that's the luck that uh that ta- that story that pittsburgh has had they had uh, uh the, i think it's the rooney family owned that franchise forever and and chuck knoll doing and being successful young and building a culture like they they have a a 30, 40-year history of being a competitive professional sports team. And it takes a lot to to break out of that. Like um, Detroit, the stability they had with the Illich family. Um, You can't keep the band together all the time. And it takes years to build that culture up in a franchise. And I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Um, Stevie Eiserman, it took him four or five years to get the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning to to be relevant and to, uh, to relevant and to be a, a contender but then he never won he left before they won a cup and they're still relevant and competing for cups four years after he's gone because of all the groundwork and and the culture he laid so you know sometimes it's time for a change and sometimes if it ain't broke don't fix it.
1: I don't know hundred percent. I just I just wonder like with a team like the Raiders, uh yes, you have your 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 owner who's the uh the son of the, the original owner, right? Like when like at some point doesn't like he's an idiot and he was with Lloyd Christmas haircut and the whole bit. At some point, you have to realize you're failing. Like there's there's no way every human being knows when they're fucking things up. There, there there's just no no way that he's not. Like we all have a conscience the whole bit. At some point, he's
0: got to go
1: Maybe we need a little bit of a change here. Maybe it's time to uh, step back and not be part of the, the decision-making process. I'll just stroke the checks or whatever it is. Like, at, like it, at what point, and I, I don't think a team is ever successful, as I have all my Yankee shit behind me, when the owner is as prevalent, prevalent, sorry, as a lot of these guys are. And it's like Jerry Jones' case in point. He made himself the, the, the GM. Like, when these owners get too involved, that's when things get fucked up, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, you can be passionate and care and spare no expense but stick to stick to what you know.
1: However you made your billions, stick to that.
2: Exactly, right? And that's why you shouldn't hand that trophy over to uh, the owners when it, when it gets like presented after that. We talked about last week 100%. That. You bet. You're we get it. You're the one handling handing the checks out, but you're paying people to figure this out. You're not doing it. Like it, it, and then Jerry Jones, even more so than Mark Davis. I think Mark Davis is just a bit of a halfwit. Jerry Jones is obviously wasn't, he's getting old. <laughs> he's a little bit embarrassing to hear him talk anymore. Yeah, he's not um, good. No, no, but and, and he's passionate about his team and he really wants him to win. And I'll, and I'll tip my hat to that. But keep your fucking myths off the car, Dad. It's my car now. You can't drive fast. Everybody's scared when you're behind the wheel. You got to sit. You gotta sit, and that's hard, especially for all these big dick swingers that own these teams in the NFL.
1: Well, they've been so successful for so long, and they like they they've never been told no in their life, probably right with anything they've ever done. So to to, to be told to take a back seat is probably pretty tough. And then to have somebody in the organization to uh, to go to you and say, "Hey, man, you gotta take a step back. Like, just sign the fucking check." Because you, you're, there, there's a CEO, and there's a president, and there's a GM, and then there's a, all of the different levels of it. Like you, you wonder at what point the kind of the CEO walk in and say, "Can you just step back and let me? You hired me to do this. Can you just step the fuck back and I'll take care of it, please?" Because yeah, you haven't won a championship in how many years? You haven't made the playoffs, X amount, whatever, whatever sport we're talking about you hired me to do this if if you want to just pay me not not to make decisions that's fine like that i'm cool with that if you want to just step over, over my back anyways i don't give a shit you're gonna pay me regardless
2: but i did not sign up for this job for you to be looking over my shoulder and telling and me taking, what to do and taking meetings with players and coaches like without telling me like like that's not how this fucking shit works Coach uh jerry and and who knows how it works, but I got to guess that's how it happens. This is this, that isn't how it fucking works. And this is why we have, you haven't won a playoff game in 25 years. And if you want to change that, we got to maybe change something. And the something that's been happening these 25 odd years is you meddling in the day-to-day operations of the football team.
1: Like you wonder what happened back when Theo Epstein took over the the Red Sox back in 0-3, whatever it was, when they finally they finally beat the, the Yankees in 0-4. And then when he took took over the Cubs in fourteen, I think it was, and then they won in sixteen. You wonder what those conversations were like because he came in at a very young age. I mean, he's still younger than than you and I, I believe. And um he always will be younger than you and I. Do. You don't. You, you never really catch up. It's the way that works. But you wonder when he got hired, what he, the conversations he had, because kids back then and kids now. But back then, when it was the the tech age and the whole bit and the analytics and all, all of it, you wonder what kind of conversations he had. Dick swinging, come in. I'm the new sheriff in town. You can't tell him what to do. Hissy fits, the whole bit. From what I've heard, you wonder what those conversations were like with. The, the Red Sox owners, the Cubs owners, we've done this for this long. Just because you've been doing something for that long, doesn't mean even be doing it right for, for that long, right? Like, you wonder yeah. what those conversations were like.
2: Yeah, let me see your rings. Like, you know, if, if you want me to do this, and I think I can, I've laid out my plan. Like, it's hands off. It has to be me. And that's why he quit the Cubs. There's no doubt in my mind. It never really did come out. But like the, the Cubs were clearly clearly okay with, okay, we got it. Thank you for breaking the curse. Um, we're fine with a smaller payroll and just cash and checks now. We're here to make money, not win titles. And and, they're, and that's.
1: They're cash and, they're, and checks. They have a whole new Wrigleyville and stuff. It's, it's a you corporation. Bet,
2: now. Like, you know, like they, like I, I could only imagine the leases and, and, and
1: there's they new hotels around there. Like it's a, it's a great area for a baseball fan, but it's, it's uh, definitely. Um, cubs incorporated compared to what it was even in 16 when they won the world series it's, it's a lot different now than it, than what it was
2: yeah and and it's always been a bit of a different uh franchise and team and loyalty but but now like they're they're there's they're they've made that into disneyland for for people that want to be fans even even non-cubs fans baseball fans it's now become a place to to go and and just soak in in some some baseball history and and yeah. and thanks to Theo Epstein they were able to to get
1: that over the hump with that title what team in let's go through, through the uh well we don't know much basketball so I, I won't even test you on that one but what team in hockey baseball and the NFL are the furthest away from winning a championship in your eyes um hockey
2: I'm going to say Arizona because like, Batman moved that fucking franchise. That's gross. It's they're disgusting. playing in a 5,000
1: seat arena, playing that arena the same size as the fucking sports books here in Lethbridge. Yes. They don't even
2: sell that out. And they're not even allowed to put their logo on the ice because like that's, it's, like, that's, it's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. So Arizona will never, never win one um, and they don't deserve it and they simply don't deserve it. Like and then we're done with that um, in football. I think it's um, I would say it has to be the Detroit Lions because Jesus playoffs twice in my whole, my life. Um, some great, great players have gone through there, but they've, they've, they're doing something wrong <laughs> year after year. I thought they they had a little puncher's chance to maybe go 500, but no, they, they managed to line up and and they're they're awful again. Um in baseball, I really it, it pains me to say this. No, it doesn't pain me to say it at all. Um I don't know when th- I'll I'll say a couple teams: Florida, Arizona, and Colorado. I don't know when those guys are ever gonna
1: win enough. Add one. Pittsburgh to that mix for sure. And
2: and Pittsburgh too, yeah, because Pittsburgh don't care, they got their new barns. Colorado we mentioned it like they, they they get
1: 20 Yeah, they get their 20,000 a game whatever it is and
2: yeah because it's just a good sports market.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy that these guys it's at that point it's just labor of love and the, the owners just making money either way like, other than Arizona and hockey. It's it's crazy how ownership and everything else it can be so out of touch and it's just a toy. And uh, to end this segment, Dave, I think it's kind of a disservice to the players a little bit, where these guys put their their life's work in into making a being a professional athlete, and they work their tails off, and they end up getting drafted and going to teams that the teams just don't give a shit. And if you get injured your second or third shift or your or your second or third game and never get get a chance to play, I think it's awful that these that these guys are allowed to own franchises that just don't care about anything but making a couple of bucks and even that I don't think, I think there's some teams it's probably just some kind of a a, a toy for them I I think it's I think it's I think that's got to be a, a looked at a little bit longer especially with baseball these these owners who' are just in it to make a bunch of money because of the TV contracts that are out there and some of these players get get one shot you know and then that's it and I think it's a, it's a big disservice to the athletes that, that do end up playing for those teams
2: you know and and on that, no, maybe, maybe it'll never happen. But like, sort of the regular, uh, uh, uh what word was I? Demotion, like a like a a, a two tiered. Um, come on, David, uh, a two tiered setup, like because yeah. we've talked
1: about it before. I know that we're looking for, and it, I can't yeah, think. Yeah, re- relegated relegation,
2: like maybe some relegation because you know. Yeah, you know, the way baseball is set up every now, like you know, there's for these players coming into their their contract here, who they're who they're gonna sit, who they're gonna sign for for the next eight to ten years, is really gonna be dependent on what teams are cresting at that certain time, right? You know, like Vlad with the with the Blue Jays right now. If he was if it is Vlad Jr. was with the the Pirates or the Marlins or 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 the Rockies right now, he wouldn't be even, t- there would be n- no chance he would be signing a second deal with those guys. He would be going someplace else for sure. And and he's signed himself, and maybe, you know what, if this, if Vlad uh, Jr. is with the Blue Jays, maybe in the Roy Halladay years, like, he'd be gone as well, because there, there's we're not going to spend this much money on one player, because you're going to be our only good player. Toronto is in the position where they have a lot of good players and they're going to have to make some tough choices as to who they want to sign long-term and let go. Um, as opposed to just, we got this one super stud. Are we going to trade him? We Are we going to sign him? Or what are we going to do? Like the, the angels have decided to keep signing Mike Trout and surround him with shit. Um, but now they got a tough decision with Atani. I don't know what's going to happen with him.
1: He won't sign there.
2: I, if. if yeah, I I can't see it because at the end of the day, like, well, I I guess Mike Trout has say has said, you know, playing baseball at a high level and anonymity is more important uh, with with a lot of money is more important to me than uh, actually chasing a ring. And if that's the way you want to play your professional career, who am I to say you're wrong? Yeah, it's
1: it's an odd situation that all these athletes are put in and ownerships and. I, I'd like to be a fly in the wall. If 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 Netflix or Thirty for Thirty ever wanted to do a good a good documentary, I'd like to see the ownership and how how the day to day workings of how it all actually works, and not the not some bullshit movie or anything. I'd like to like actually how it all works, like how the the, the a GM goes to an owner, and say, "Okay, what's our what's our budget for the year? Like what okay, what what okay, What do you want me to do, and how much money do I have to spend?"
2: Yeah like what's my parameters where do we want to be like the the intellectual honesty those conversations that have to take place and then like okay if we take steps and steps this way we clear out and then you got to talk about clearing salary because i think in 4 years with this player and this player develop the way we think they're going to be we get one big star um, and then a then a b star we got a chance to make some noise and you got to you got to have those hard conversations because you know, he, doing it the LeBron way and it's like, sign this guy, sign this guy, sign this guy. Hasn't you know, really worked very well. Doesn't work. The Kevin Durant
1: way, you know. Um, Did you see what he said on was it Wednesday night? No, Tuesday night. Basically, like, they got smoked. I don't know where they were playing. Somewhere on, on the uh, the West Coast. And he goes, well, what do you want me to do with the, these guys? What do you want me to do with this team? It's not my fault. <laughs> Talking about ask, his teammates. So, yeah,
2: you're, you're the one that wanted Kyrie and, and the beard. And you fucked that up.
0: You fuckers oh. couldn't get
2: a lock. You know, Kevin Durant um, might be the most skilled player in any single sport. That's not a leader. He's just not a leader. He's the just good at what he time, does, but
1: he just doesn't have the rest he's
2: of it. So good at what he does, like he got Oklahoma to the. I think he got OKC to the finals
1: one year yeah. with uh, with and he's and I think that he's got one. One ring with the that one uh, Golden State two, team. I, I think. think
2: he has two, and he has two world. Two. He has yeah, and two MVPs. But you know what? Because he wasn't the leader there. Steph Curry was the leader mm-hmm. of that team. And people didn't have to take their lead from Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was the best player on that team, but everybody loved Steph Curry more, and everybody listened to Steph Curry. When when Kevin Durant's the big dog, his locker room just goes to shit because I think he's such a fucking baby and pisses and moans and doesn't <laughs> do... And obviously, he does the hard work because you can't be that good. But, like, he works on his game. He doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself, and and which is too bad. But in basketball, you need to you need more than just a single to be the single best player on the court every night, and and that's that's his fate. And when he looks back on it, I hope he I hope he realizes that he could have been a better person and maybe got more than the two rings that he that he uh, hitched his train to the Golden State wagon. That those weren't Durant rings; those were Golden State rings, Steph Curry rings. That
1: guy's good, eh? And he's so likable, eh? He just That's and I think that's half the battle with all these guys. They just be likable. Like just Just be likable. Like we don't know, you know what, like, we like sports fans, we don't know what your wealth's about. We don't need to know what your, your political views are. We don't like it. Yes, you have a, a platform. I get it. Yes, I'm not I'm not being that guy. But he does things the right way. We like stuff Steph, Steph Curry I'm talking about. He's just a, a nice guy. He plays the game. He seems to be having a good a good time out there. He's smiling and Engaging, babies, yep. engaging everything else i think he's a really good guy and that's uh yeah it's um
2: uh, but then also too the golden state coach might be the the exception to prove the ru- rule of guys that came out of the booth right steve kerr was in the booth with uh tnt he was he was calling play-by-play on the side right on the side he was on the sidelines calling yeah. games for five ten years and someone else wanted to hire him before golden state did I, I think it might have been the Lakers or Chicago. I'm not 100. And he said, "No, I'll I'll wait for the the right opportunity." And then and then it was Golden State that he came to, and and obviously made a difference. With and he seems
1: like a decent guy
2: too. Oh, you bet! Like yeah, like read a little bit about Steve Kerr. He's had a, like he's- his dad was assassinated.
1: Like when he comes out and he like he does say some things about uh, gun violence and school shootings and things, and he he does mm-hmm. make his piece. He doesn't make it about him or political. He's just, he's more morally right and wrong. You know, like he's he's not a political this side that side left right or or or, or the other. He seems it's like just a t- logical guy. Yeah. Like and, and I think that's that, that's one thing that, that's missing in this in this crazy sports world that we live in. That these guys. Um, they 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 talk when they they shouldn't because they're not logical and they have an agenda. Whereas if you're if you're logical, people will listen. They don't have to agree with you, but they'll listen.
2: Yeah, and you know, and and then he's also given a platform because he's coached three NBA titles, right? Or yeah. Four now, and 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 one, I don't know how many he was on there with the Bills, but but uh, the Bills, the Bulls, um, three or. Two or three uh, with he Sam been, as well. He been
1: three, probably for sure. They like could probably be more, but yeah,
2: yeah. So um, when you're a winner and you have a platform, people are going to listen to you. Um, the the guy I like so much, uh, the the red ass from San Antonio. Uh, he's he's the same way, but you don't not, hear. To- not, not Tom Jan, Tom Rudy. Uh, Rudy Tom Johnovich was before that. That was he was the coach. I think with uh, when they were winning titles with uh, Hakeem. That's in Houston.
1: Ah, that that is so the, San Antonio, oh, yeah, you're Hughes, talking. Yeah. Uh oh, I know his name. I can't. It, it's it, the gray hair. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, but he was a he's very, a bit of
2: a red ass, but I like him. He speaks yeah. out as well and speaks his mind. And, and and obviously he's a good coach. He had the players, you know. You you go from Tim Dun- Duncan to uh uh the big fundamental. It's funny I remember Nick. David Robinson Lord.
1: to uh to Tim Duncan.
2: Tim Duncan, yeah, Yeah. and then he couldn't get along with uh the guy for the the Raptors, not Kyrie.
1: Um, I know who you're talking about, yeah, that
2: guy, yeah, it's it's crazy how how, like it's Kawhi Leonard.
1: It's crazy how uh, like just how sport reflects life a little. We're going on and on, but um, like a team will follow its leader and I've said this before on this show, I've said it like when I'm doing an umpire in a baseball game or even when I was playing hockey and coaching hockey back 20, 30 years ago, but a team will follow its leader. And if the, the right from the top, if the leader's a dickhead, it'll just trickle down and the rest of them will be dickheads. And when your coach is a good guy, you have a better chance of winning because everybody's in, in better spirits. But if a guy's a dickhead and the owner's an idiot, then there's a good chance that your team's not going to do well, and that and that goes basically in life. If you if you if you're a dickhead, things are going to go sideways on you. And if if you if you are good to your employees, your employees will work work hard harder for you. And it's funny how just like our simple lives, how sport m- mirrors that a lot.
2: Yeah, you're right. You know, when 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 the going gets tough, or something happens, or there's a little adversity in any way, like who do you look to? to to give you direction of what we got to do next so they're like like you look to the coach right or, or you look to the captain if, if there's a fracas on the ice and and someone's getting a little chippy with uh with one of the young guys the captain gets in someone's face if the captain doesn't want to do that then like uh fuck if he's the leader of the team and he doesn't want to and he's turning his back on it. And he's turning his back on it. Why, why should I fuck fucking I, help? Out? Why do I care? Like with the Flames a couple years ago with uh old Chucky, I realized I don't know if he was wearing an A at the time or not, but when he got in that little pissy match in Toronto where someone flipped the puck at him and he spazzed out. Yeah. And then like and then the team didn't have his back and he got all pissy and played like shit the rest of the year. Really? Like you're one of our better players who we need to be rolling and Well, if you don't got my back, why should I fucking care? Because you're acting like a fucking five-year-old. That's why we don't back. That's why that's why. Okay. So if you don't want to smarten the fuck up, well, okay, so I won't play with an edge. That's not what we we're saying, you fucking baby. And that's yeah. why I, like, I don't like that Kachuk, because he, the way he shut it down that year on the Flames, and I didn't care, because I could give a fuck at how good the Flames do.
1: That Brady's, that Brady's cut from a different cloth than his brother is. he I saw an interview last night, and he's got a shiner stitches above his eye i don't know what happened but he's uh that kid's a gamer out of the two i'd rather have brady than matthew there's no doubt about that
2: well he had to put up with his older brother's shit the whole time like i could just yeah. imagine matthew was beating him up just for shits and giggles the whole time yeah and so so that would make brady the, if there's two brothers the youngest one is always tougher always tougher because big brother beats him up
1: my brother's not can't. tougher than me
2: Oh well, how tough are you on a scale of one to one? I'm not tough. <laughs> You're not tough at all. I don't know how tough Wilbur is. I, I, he's I'm tougher actually, than me. Is he tough? He, than he me? would kick my ass.
1: <laughs>
2: like, as, well, he's lower to the ground. There's no. There's, there's no doubt. Weeble's always wobble, but they won't <laughs> fall down,
1: right? So, oh, he's lost a lot of weight. He looks good. I'm just making. I'm just having fun with you, Mike. Uh,
2: oh, Wilbur, I'm drinking Budweiser tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm like, having a good old, old fashioned Bud Light tonight. Never fills you up, never lets you down. Didn't want to get uh, too, <laughs> didn't want to get too flashy. I get uh, some hangover beers. Maybe get back on those a little bit next week. Did we'll, you uh,
2: drop a Tylenol in it to make it go smooth? Or
1: uh, it's they're not going, they're not going too badly actually, anyway. Oh, okay. Well. Fourteen twenty Sports Bar podcast Four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420pod. That's 1420pod and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast for Bear Sports talking a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at seatgeek.com today and save 20 bucks on your first purchase, your tickets, or your twelve purchase, or however you want to figure it out. Dave, the uh Aaron Judge, MVP named tonight, America League MVP. Uh 28 to 2 is the voting over Otani, but that's not the important stuff right now. The important thing is, is uh the guy who caught his ball in uh in the Arlington, Texas a few weeks back or a month, of, Jesus, fuck it's November 17th already. Um, but two months ago almost now, uh he's putting that ball up for auction, going to an auction house. He was offered three million dollars for that baseball that a ticket that he was given, um so he got got the ball he's put for auction 3 million dollar offer is that a mistake on his end
2: My understanding when I when I read about him catching that ball that guy is a fairly successful businessman in his own right he's already yeah. a millionaire so it's not about money I don't know what his motivation is myself you give me those those three bills and i'll 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 do a jig right over to the to the my mattress and tuck that shit in there um eh, why not roll the dice if you don't need the money i understand like he he's walking around lucky might as well see what you can get for it
1: no apparently he was given the ticket somehow some way from what i i I heard today on uh, michael K. show on espn radio in new york there and um if let's say Dave, let's say Dave Brent gave David a ticket, he said, "Here you go, man. Here's a ticket. I can't go, or I had two tickets. You're coming with me, whatever, whatever the case may be." You catch said baseball. Are you morally obligated, in your heart of hearts, to give said Brent Redlinski a couple of bucks for the the money that you get for that ball?
0: Oh, for sure,
2: for sure. I'm not saying half, but I'm saying I'm gonna make it worth your while too to say thank you. But I don't know what half is. You know, if if you know, maybe that's the thing. Uh, if I can get more than three million for this ball, I'll give you uh, a mill. If uh, anything under three hundred, three mil uh, between anything over two, I'll give you five hundred grand. Would you want me to auction it, or do you want me to sell it for two and
1: a half? I, think, I I would rather you included me in said conversation or what you're doing with with, with the baseball. I think it, it would be a, a group effort. I you caught it. It was a more skilled effort. Um but I I would I would hope that you would ask me what my thoughts are on on, on the, the selling process.
2: I, I I think I would let you know what I'm planning on doing and have and your thoughts. Is that what you want to hear?
1: Yeah.
0: Like okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I,
1: I think I would set up. Pers- Actually, you know what? Here's what I would do before the game started. Now, that, now this guy's decided what he's going to do with it. Before the game started, I think me and you would probably be having a couple of beers at whatever bar across the street from whatever ballpark was going to happen at, and we would make a decision because we, we, we know where our seats were, and we would say, Okay, if either of us gets it, this is what there would be some kind of a 50, uh, 50, whatever. There, there, yeah, there, like, there, yeah. there would be a, a napkin contract written down before we went in the stadium. I I always yeah. guarantee that.
2: Yeah. You know, I don't even need a napkin. I, I can look you in the face and shake your hand. And I think, you know, that I would, I would, I would stand up for that. Yeah, but we got we got to catch that ball to make it uh to put that to the test. I,
1: I think before you go in, there's got to be some kind of an agreement before be, before it becomes because the the it, a big game, yeah. Because money can come between people like nobody's business. We we know that how that can all work with family and friends and everything else. It doesn't much matter. But yeah. So, anyways, that guy's uh, looking for three million bucks for that. Or was offered three. He's going to an auction house. It's nice, and they got to give a percentage to the auction house. Blah blah blah. So it's. Uh, it's be interesting to see what that guy gets. Anyways, Dave, the... Uh the Baseball Hall of Fame, it's an odd thing. It's a it's a tough return to get into, but every once in a while, they do something that's a little bit goofy that I, I don't understand, and they came up with this new, uh, another era ballot that came out this this week, the contemporary uh, baseball era ballot, and then they had the one a couple of years back where they had the, uh, basically an old-timers era ballot, the guys that maybe got passed by from back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, and then now they have this contemporary one, the guys that played in the 80s and the 90s. Um, Dave. I we talked about this in the past because the Hall of Fame discussions, great barroom conversation, no matter what. Um, how these guys can get better with age is beyond me. And it happens with every sport where you get guys this year, the Hawk Hall of Fame the guys were pretty contemporary. They're they're just retired in the last few years. But in general, you get your one chance or your three chances. You left off the ballot in baseball. If you don't get in, you don't get in. Now they got eight eight guys who were left off the ballot or left left out of the Hall of Fame after their, their 10 chances. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens are two of them, and Palmero for their steroid involvement. But now they're on another ballot to get in. If you don't want these guys in, then don't fucking put them in and don't don't give them more chances to get in.
2: What I want to know is who the fuck comes up with these ideas? Why? Like, is its it... Is it- you know, like, is it Yankee fan that wants uh, Clemens and Mattingly on in that in the Hall of Fame so bad? Is it now like you know all the money? Like the Braves clearly got a lot of money because it seems like they're building a new stadium every third fucking year. Yeah, and they and and they're so successful and they won the World Series. Is that why they want Dale Murphy in? Like, and 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 then so like, well, fuck, if we're going to say Mattingly and Clemens and and Dale Murphy, then. You know, we got to put Crime Dog in there, too. Uh, I I don't like who's behind all this shit. Because, you know, if you weren't good enough against your contemporaries, now that we're saying these guys that maybe, you know, they were pretty good guys and they did everything the right way. Why? Is it because of the steroid? Well, I guess it's not because of the steroids, because then you wouldn't put uh, Clemens and Bonds in this thing. Like, are they, they're not putting Schilling on that list. Shilling's on the yeah. list. Oh, Shilling's on the list too. He's number eight so on the, the list. Like, 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 who the fuck is doing this? It has to be people writing checks and and, and filling pockets for the Hall of, of Fame committee. Because Shilling, Shilling,
1: basically, from what what I understand, I think you you might you might agree disagree with me with this one, but Shilling didn't get in because he's a dickhead. It's kind of he didn't make didn't what make friends with, with the, the writers. His numbers were
2: close, yeah. Numbers yeah, were yeah. close,
1: but he didn't get in because he was a dickhead with the writers. Said some things uh when he was retired they probably shouldn't have said, and then, so that's why he didn't get in. We all we all know about Bonds and Clemens and Palmero and their steroids and, and Palmero I did not take whatever in front of congress he lied so that's why he didn't get it it.
2: like literally two weeks later yeah yeah
1: it's oh by the way you did and then so that was a oops and then you had uh albert bell who was uh, basically a, a great big dickhead to everybody when he, he played
2: was a no steroids but, but just he was a, a, a fucking,
1: fucking dickhead asshole. to everybody and there's no getting around that so and that he could one.
0: mash yeah so I, now
1: so you got three guys mattingly mcgriff and and dale murphy all really, really, really solid players. I think Mattingly should be in. I think that out of the three, this might be my my Canadian um, th- thought process on this one, but because uh, he played for the Jays for so long, but Fred McGriff was one fuck of a player. Like, I think McGriff should have been in regardless because there's guys that, uh, 10, they went off the top of my head, but McGriff was real good. Is he a Hall of Really Good or a Hall of Famer? Well, he must only be a Hall of Really Good because he would have been in the first time.
2: Yeah, and then why did they trade him to the Padres if he was so good? Well,
1: because right? they got Joe Carter and, well, Alomar, Morton, Alomar. Carter, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So if you didn't get in after 10, 10 ballots or whatever it was, because you get 10, 10 times through, if you didn't get in because of, for whatever reason, the first time, then why are you getting in now? Like, what's what? what changed? How do you get better?
2: Yeah, like I don't know, and you know, like, and is it just the fondness and stuff like that? Like, I like, I, I don't really know. I, I, I It has to be people like that are cashing checks to keep Cooperstown, uh, Cooperstown, Cooperstown open and and that kind of thing, but like, I don't really know. I, I don't really know, like, why you would, why you got to put these guys in there. Dale Murphy's a better player than Mattingly. I just, I just, I'm comparing them now on Baseball DB right now. You know,
1: if well, you, Murphy if you think was Mattingly, really good,
2: really good. I'm gonna put Crime Dog in there too, and then I'll, I'll give you my, my, uh, we, I'm breaking the, the rule, obviously, of, 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 of doing stats, but. Um, oh, you can't, I can't compare her three because I'm not going to, uh, like Mur-
1: Murphy, three. Murphy had better. He's a better defensive guy. Madden, Madden out of the three is probably the best defensive guy, but I think McGriff had the best, uh, in this, like I said, stats. this yeah. could be the, the power stats for sure. And this could be like, I said, the, the blue Jays, um, cause I was a Jays guy back then the, the way like they were on TV all the time. So you, you watch a lot of, uh, crime dog stuff. And he was, he was a really good player, but I don't like who's calling. For more Hall of Famers. Well,
2: you know, and, 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 and as I was saying that and looking up the stats, um, maybe it's 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 now that you're looking back at it with all these analytical stats. You know, maybe like just the fact that he got on base more. Like we, we didn't appreciate it at that time, but now yeah. that we know the numbers. But then if you're going to do that, then maybe you got a couple guys in the Hall of Fame that when you're looking at the numbers with a little bit more of a microscope, I was like that guy wasn't near as fucking good as we maybe thought. It wasn't as good as we thought he was. Yeah, so you're gonna start yarding people out? No, like you know, it, it it it's the the voting is the voting for for what it is at the time of their eligibility, and then like baseball does give them what five years if uh, as long as you get fifty percent of the vote.
1: As long as you're in the voting process for X amount, but you get ten total years of so, eligibility.
2: Yeah, as long as you get X X percentage yeah. of the vote just to, to stay on the ballot.
1: So, yeah, to me, a Hall of Fame guy and baseball's different because it it's it's position wise and everything stats and everything, but um like the hockey hall of fame is a different one for me. Like they, they put the Sedins in last weekend. I think they're really good, but and they, they put up a lot of points and, and the rest. But to me, Hall of Fame guys are guys that when your team's playing against them, you're like, Oh, we're gonna get fucking smoked tonight. Cause that guy's on the ice because that guy's going to score three goals, have two assists, and, and he's going to be a 175 point guy. To me, that's a Hall of Famer. Like to, to, they're at another level. Like the, the yeah. Hall of Fame and the Hall of Really Good. I think the, the personally the Sadines are really good. I think these guys in this contemporary class are are really good, but they're not a Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers are guys that are going to screw your team. They're going to, going to beat your team into oblivion every time you face
2: them um I hear what you're saying I'm gonna disagree a little bit That's um this the, the, the Sidine <laughs> uh uh twins were were really good for a really long time like they didn't have they didn't really peak their career Arc like had like got to a plateau and that plateau was sustained they had Easy 10 years of sustained excellence. They were in the top, both of them, you know, top 10 goal scoring every year. And, and they were difference makers on the ice. And, and you know what? They should have won that cup against Boston. If, if the referees had any kind of fucking balls and Luongo had just a little bit of clutchness to him, then won they would that. have won that cup.
1: See, and, and that's another thing. Like the, the Canucks had three Hall of Famers now on that team and didn't win a Stanley Cup. Right? Yeah, but
2: I, 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 I don't think that was the Sedin's fault. Like when the 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 Sedin was getting punched in the face by yeah. Marshawn that one time, and they didn't call a penalty. And he's like, "You're not going to call a penalty as the guy's punching him in the face? They Lu- got to call a penalty." Like, yeah, I, I, Luongo, get- Luongo
1: pulled, pulled up a couple stinkers in and that Luongo series, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, he's a he's a is like, a Hall of Fame goaltender. There, there's no getting around that one, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I get it, but he's not a fucking winner. Like I, I, I understand it, but like when that—that's okay, that,
1: okay. That's a good point because you, you look at Grant Fuhr's stats over the years. Um, not great goals against, not many shutouts over the years, but he was the, the kind of guy that if if your team, uh, if tied had- in the
2: third period.
1: He'd he win he'd win a hockey game like you look at those those games the eighty seven uh, what was it? the eighty seven Canada Cup against Russia every game was six five six five six five, fear was in net yeah he gave up five five goals twice and six once he was the he's the reason why they won some of those games like only that. And 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 that like fear was the and that's what I mean like when there's a guy that you can depend on or when your your team's against that guy and you know you're not winning that night because that guy's on the ice or that guy's on the field those are Hall of Famers these guys are just they're there they're there like they're they're where, part of it. they're part of is
2: it. a, or it's Hall of Famers like you know uh, put asses in the seats like um, back when I was going to Oilers games and watching them in those uh, playoff series against uh, Colorado. Peter Forsberg and Joe Sakic were Hall of Famers. Yeah. I watched those fuckers play. Like Mike the, Medano. The, yeah, I, I, like, but like you know, the uh, of I've I've seen Medano play live too. I've seen Berre play live. Uh, Forsberg and Sakic impressed the ever-loving hell out of me yeah. those guys. They never made mistakes. Like when Forsberg got the puck, you never got it away from him, and 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 that's something that. It, it was a pleasure to watch. And wishing a Hall of Famer playing for the opposition is like Jesus. I wish that guy was wearing our jersey. And,
1: that, and, that, and that's that's what a Hall of Famer is to me. Like when when they're when they're not on your team and you know you're fucked because that guy's on the other team. That's a yeah. Hall of Famer. Like that's yeah. a Hall of Famer when you go into yeah. a game and you know we're going to lose tonight because that guy's against us.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: yeah. and, and and there's no there, there's no like when you went. I remember when, like when I was a, a well obviously lot younger, going to watch Mary, Mary Lemieux play, and just like, oh, man, this guy's at a, another level. And you, you don't know how he did it, but he'd, go, he'd walk out of the saddle alone with five points. Like, what the hell just happened here?
2: Yeah, yeah. There, there's some players out there, especially, it always seems, I don't say it always, like some players just have your team's numbers. And yeah. it's just like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. They're going to fuck us. Like and then like so like let's let's now say a player like uh, Mark Giordano for I don't know where he's playing he's in Toronto Toronto right still yeah he had ten really good Sedin like years yeah with the the Flames and then he did win uh the Norris Trophy right for best defenseman in the league which is I think the same as as Henrik and and Stephens. the Hart and everything else yeah whatever. Yeah, so he had. I would say he has has the same career as a defenseman as the Sedin's did in Vancouver. That's a good former. analogy.
1: That that you, you could probably compare Giordano's career to the Sedin's. Like that's yeah. actually that's it's not a it's not it's not as far off as people are are going to like when they initially hear this. That it's not as far off as people think it is. If you, if you compare those two careers, yes, defensemen don't score as many points. The Sedin did this and that and, and the other, but. It's not a bad C- comparison. Dave. It's not a bad comparison at all.
2: Wore the C for eight years, like never flashy. You know, and Mark
1: Giordano's not going to Hall of Fame.
2: Like, and that's that's my argument. If if a Sedin goes in, then then Giordano, and I don't got anything bad to say about him. He wore the captaincy, and he was good. And the Flames were having down years, but he took over from Jerome McInally, which wasn't easy to do. Um, uh, wearing the captaincy, and and all he did was play fucking 25 minutes a day at at, at high level. Yeah. The de- defensemanness. And so um and and he always got in front of the mic, was a nice guy, was a leader. I think uh the the problem with him towards the end is like he actually aged out. He was he was mid mid-thirties and then he had to put up with fucking Gujo and Kachuk for five. Like
1: he's playing team. pretty good, good hockey, good minutes in Toronto right now too. Still, like I, I just, I uh,
2: he's Lindstrom
1: light, right? Like he's, he's really good, but he's not a Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, but he's been really good forever. Yeah. And so that's the thing. So like, maybe he gets you, uh, I who, don't know. Uh, and neither do I. Like who who are going to be his contemporaries, right? Because he's you know going to be. T- we'll do a poll. We'll do a poll, <laughs> but you know, I and and he is likable. He's not an asshat like Darian Hatcher. He's like his contemporaries would be. Um, then, like, let's let's talk about Shea Weber and uh, Pat PK Subban. Both those guys are retired, and Geo isn't, so they might even get on the ballot before him. And you can't put PK in. There's no way. No. PK's in like I don't even know if he gets on the ballot. I hope not, but he probably will. Eastern bias. Yeah. Um, what's yeah, what's a contemporary that uh that, that he's gonna go up against? Uh that it'll be interesting to uh to look that up.
1: Right? Uh Duncan Keith.
2: Yeah, well, Duncan Keith has the rings and Olympic medals. Geo does have one, right? I think he was on. Yeah. In- In the Russian one, Turin,
1: Turin, Turin. Russian.
2: No, Turin was Italy.
1: That's Italy. Sochi, Sochi. I don't know. Yeah, the
2: Canadian shit. Once you get over that
1: over that Atlantic, I don't have a clue what's going on over there. No, the Hall of Fame debate's a great debate every time. Like there's guys that are in. I'm not saying the 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 Sadines shouldn't be in, but it's just not now. Yeah, it, it seems to be watered down a little. Not watered down. It's the wrong. No, it's fuck. It's not the wrong term. Who cares? But it's just funny that you you go okay. Well, if that guy's in for that, then why isn't that guy in for that?
2: Yeah, and and hockey's an odd sport uh, as opposed to even baseball, um, because. The positions, right? Forwards to D man, like you, you, can't really compare in, it, in hockey. If, if, in, your well, effectiveness, base, baseball right?
1: too. You can, if you have a certain stat plateau where you hit three hundred and you have this many home runs, this many RBIs, you're you're in, right? Or, or if you're a pitcher, you get this many. The hockey, if you get this many points, you're usually in. You get this many goals, you're in, right? It's just, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just.
2: Yeah, and in baseball too, right? Like, uh, it's so many stats. Like, like obviously non non pitching position. Uh, it's 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 really all about your production at the plate. Like, maybe defense might sway you in a little bit if you're a nice guy.
1: Ozzy Smith, I guess, right?
2: But I, I should. I got the book upstairs. I should go look it up. Um, like by position, I imagine there's a lot more first baseman than third baseman in the Hall of Fame. By a large margin. Because power that's numbers, you, probably. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you put your fat mashers, right? Yeah. You can't you can't do anything. All oh, you just like your fat mashers. That the first base. Mark McGuire, Cecil Fielder.
1: Pick the so, fat uh, masher. I don't know if you saw it, Dave. I, I didn't I was gonna forward to you earlier in the week, but you're on the Twitter machine anyway, so I figured you might have saw it regardless. But uh or the the gift that keeps on giving for um for podcasters and content creators and the whole bit, is uh, and actually, barroom conversations, uh, in general, is uh, Pete Rose. He, uh, <laughs> he sent a letter to uh, Rob Manford today or, or earlier on this week about getting in the Hall of Fame and uh, basically saying, I'm I'm getting old, I, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm Cole's in this, obviously, and um, I made a mistake, I, I bet on baseball and I, I shouldn't have lied about it. He fessed up for it and everything else. Um, let's not discuss um, if what he did, let's discuss if uh, his apology for the 48th time, do you think it's um, legitimate, or is it I'm trying to get something out of somebody?
2: Don't beg it doesn't become you, Pete. You never begged your entire fucking playing career. Don't beg. You laid your bed, now lie on it with your, like, what is it? He's on his fourth, fifth wife. I saw a picture. I thought it was his fucking daughter. Like she's thirty years. Like you want it? And he's still hanging in casinos and and being the fucking like what 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 have you done to show your remorse? Except fuck, I I like fuck off. I would just laugh. I'd wipe my ass with that letter and send a picture of it. And to Pete, this is what I think, Pete. Like, this is for convenience before you die. Like, go fuck off. Like, honestly, fuck off. I got zero th- sympathy for that guy. The way he behaved um, when it was announced, the way he behaved. Like, and then he he decides he's going to retire and write a book. Uh, not retire. He's going to apologize and write a book because that's going to get him in the Hall of Fame. Like, fuck off. Fuck off,
1: I don't know. Like, maybe I'm getting old and I, I'm i thinking I got no sympathy. I, I don't have sympathy for him, but uh, geez, man, they let murders out of jail longer than he's been in baseball jail, man like 25 years plus a parole. And it's been a, a long time since he he got banned from baseball. And I think it's maybe you know what, uh, it's maybe it's not a sympathy thing, but maybe it's time that everybody's you know what. It's time to just – I forgave the Houston Astros. Maybe it's time baseball for uh, just hung it up and say, you know what? Here's here's your, – you're your part of baseball history. There's no getting around that. And the the, the Hall of Fame is a museum. It uh, tells the history of baseball. Uh, yes, he's probably – I've never been there. I want to make a tour there this summer maybe. But um, maybe it's time to finally put the old guy in. I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's just – He's- His
2: accomplishments are it. The record book is part of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. His accomplishment. Like, you, you, you go anywhere and you ask anyone who, who has. Who the, the, the hit
1: most, king is. Yeah.
2: Well, no, no. Who has the most major league hits? I, he's not the hit king in my book.
1: Well, he still is. Like, he has the most hits. No, no.
2: Yeah, Suzuki has more hits. Oh fuck!
1: Yeah, I guess, Yeah, I guess. It's, that's a you know, if you want to really get down to the old brass tacks of it, but well, yeah, um, he
2: has the most major league hits, but yeah you know, Suzuki's the hit king, uh, I I, I,
1: I do find it sad that uh that the way he's going about it at an old age, but he's still kind of making fun of of the situation because he's he's going to be the first at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. When they opened the sports book in Ohio uh, on January first, he's going to place the first sports bet in the baseball field uh, in Cincinnati. So he doesn't care what he did. Did like, like So he doesn't. He doesn't do himself any favors with what he. How he still jokes about it.
2: Where, so, yeah. Where's your remorse? Like, if you you're know, actually remorseful, you then,
1: then then why? You then know? why you? do you need that 50 grand in your pocket still at the age of 81 that you go that bet bet MGM or bet us or wherever the casino is. Do you still need it, man? Like if, if, if you're really sorry, you wouldn't be doing things like that.
2: Well, exactly. It's like writing an apology letter. Like when you're 80 years old to your first wife, you've had four wives, you're writing an apology letter and you're writing it on the letterhead from the Mustang Ranch. Yeah. You know, I, I shouldn't have cheated on you. All those, all
1: those the, letters, the Mustang but... Ranch. <laughs> Are those still in business after COVID? Yeah. The Mustang Ranch and the Belly, the, the Bunny Ranch, whatever it was.
2: <laughs> they didn't see any of my money before in COVID. No, no, me neither.
1: I just,
0: <laughs> I just seen so, some. I've <laughs> seen some
1: Netflix stuff about the Bunny Ranch. Yeah, I was like, Holy Jesus! That's a, yeah, that's so a I spicy meatball that is.
2: I don't know if the the House of Well, I guess if you're wearing a mask, you're in, in a condom. You're allowed to do whatever you want. No, are you yeah. vaccinated? Against what? Fuck the germs floating around that place. They fought off bigger infections in.
1: I'll bet it's you that run. was a COVID-free zone, man.
0: <laughs> Lysol they were spewing around that place way before COVID.
1: There's no place that think that place. There's no way that place saw COVID. There's no way.
2: <laughs> Could you imagine? Like the, being the, a san- fucking- the
1: the sanitation that had to have been happening to, to have that business license. I'm I'm. I guarantee you there was no COVID in that in that establishment. I guarantee it.
2: Did they do the health inspections with like the blue light that you see in the movies? Guaranteed,
1: like
0: yeah. <laughs> like if, you know, in the States all. they
1: have the A, B, C, D. that was an A plus rating for cleanliness. I guarantee it. There's no way they would have been able to have any kind of business license without that, the, that blue light. <laughs> Flashing around any speck of anything.
2: You, you gotta think. Could you imagine to like a like your cleaning business having that? Hey, we got a new contract. You're going to the bunny ranch? No, I'm not. Who's I don't work deer? here. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> With a fucking roll of paper towels, some rubber gloves, and Jeez Windex, Murphi. knock yourselves and just just just
1: wipe it down. They don't care. Dave, we had a good show tonight. Let's. Uh, we had this. A- this nice free talk thing. it was good for us wasn't scripted or nothing it was really good uh game of the week though what do you got what do you got going on this weekend what's happening what's going on um
2: the it's i'm gonna i'm gonna leave uh, what are you college- what are
1: you doing this weekend what do you got going on this weekend you uh, personally
2: oh my myself personally uh tomorrow as soon as uh i am available we're gonna pack up the Subaru and go down to whitefish montana for a couple of days there you go yeah, so uh we'll see how it is down there. I I hope it's warmer than it is down here. But, you know, we got nothing on the books. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a couple when I say we, my wife and son are going to watch me have a couple beers while we're doing shit together. Uh and uh yeah, we'll we'll play, it, play it by ear. No plans, nothing. You? You're just going to finish recuperating?
1: I I might go outside. <laughs> I might go I might go outside uh still I think we're going to Fort McCloud tomorrow. Actually, no, I think Deanne got tickets from her work. There was they had a big uh, splurge for uh some concert, something, something we're going to this weekend. So that'll be fun on Friday and then Saturday. Uh probably go to Fort McCloud, see mom and hang out. But uh Saturday for me, I got a uh, big one for me, Saturday night. Mike, here's my game of the week as we go into this by betus and betus.com America's favorite sports book uh, make some wages today on our personalized account be in the uh, the show notes after it's all said and done click on that link make some wages over the weekend pad your pockets at betus.com but my game of the week is the battle of Los Angeles the USC Trojans traveling down to Pasadena to the Rose Bowl to play the fuck law Bruins uh, fuck UCLA the whole bit to uh, trojans are two-point favorites i see the trojans winning that one by eight to ten points uh, it's going to be uh they're gonna score early and often i hope to keep their pac-12 championships uh, hopes alive and to maybe squeak their way somehow maybe into a uh into a, a college football playoff who knows is
2: there a pac-10 championship game as well
1: yes Okay, so
2: and then they they play for someone from the north, probably Oregon. Well, there's no division
1: this year because it somehow. I don't know what happened, but uh, okay. Basically, what I what we need, uh, Oregon need Oregon to win this weekend because Oregon lost last weekend, but uh, to beat Utah and then they're they're home free. They'll be in the Pac-12 championship game. Okay, okay. So they got UCLA left, and then they got uh, the the rivalry game on Thanksgiving weekend with the uh, Notre Dame fighting Notre out. Dame. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so two big games finish off the Trojan season. What's your uh, game of the weekend you're looking at?
2: Uh, there's nothing really on the college scene that I see. Um, the game I'm curious for. Um, yeah, there, there's no must-watch as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I think Cowboys-Vikings is going to be an interesting thing. I, I I really want the Vikings to roll the Cowboys on that. I don't see how because the Cowboys lost to the shitty Green Bay Packers and the Vikings are the toast of that division. But the the game I think is uh, I'm going to watch is Jets Patriots, two teams I haven't watched. That are. That will actually thought? be a
1: decent game. The Jets are in a better season than we thought they were going to.
2: This game means something, and yeah. it might be an absolute dog, but it's division foes.
1: Division, a divisional game, and it means something for for both teams. For foes. both of them,
2: yeah, for, for sure. Not,
1: for the first time in a long time, that something That you don't yeah, have not a definite, uh, a definite for sure win, right? So
2: exactly, this isn't the NFC. Like you need a good record to make the playoffs in the AFC, and uh, this will, this will. Someone's going to take a step forward to, to being a playoff team, and I don't care for either team. I don't hate either team, um, and I haven't watched either team, so that's the game I'm going to try and watch this weekend is uh, is Jets, Pats, see if I think any of these teams are real because they've made some noise, and and
1: it should be a good game. Yeah, it should be anyway. So, Dave, fun show tonight. You make sure you have a good weekend uh, down in Whitefish, Montana. Have a beer for me down to the uh, the old Bulldog Saloon. Uh, maybe a pound of wings too. Man, I like their wings always They're, good eh?
2: their wings are
1: delicious and i don't know what it is with a little, little touch of love in those things i think it's all all it is Maybe a little touch. i
2: don't know what they put in the grease in that joint but it's the right thing
1: <laughs> they haven't changed the greases
2: <laughs> i was going there just as basis.
1: back in the Maybe 90s that I think
2: sourdough is. starter they put a little yeah a couple uh, like a quarter cup of the old bat it's the just bat there salad. it is
1: have a good time yeah. down in Montana this weekend and uh, make sure you have a beer and uh you know just make sure our stickers still up in the uh, the bulldogs But anyways take care to more point take care of yourself need you around if you stick on the ice and what else my friend
2: sing a song for me this weekend valentine there we go have a good weekend and we'll talk to you guys <laughs> on monday night